Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Andrew Codd, accountant, author, and commercial finance entrepreneur. And it's my job each week to bring you leaders in finance and business and deconstruct with them their real stories, insights, and hard-won lessons into practical advice on the key strengths and qualities you need to remain relevant in accounting and finance today, as well as the steps you can begin to take to elevate the impact you make to have a fun, successful, and rewarding career in accounting and finance. Now let's go over to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Strength in the Numbers. And I'm really happy to share with you today this week's guest mentor. Some of you may have come across Katie Thomas, CPA, and as you're listening to this week's episode, what you'll find about Katie is there's a number of fascinating things. First off, her story, how she actually started in sales and marketing within a family-owned business, then chose to leap into an accounting career and get her CPA letters, and then actually what triggered her to go back into sales and marketing, helping other professionals become online thought leaders. And in amongst all that gives us some tremendous tips on what we can do in our careers. For instance, the importance of network building and mentoring, the four C's process of creating connections. Katie helps and deconstructs for us how digital marketing actually works and how it can benefit us fellow finance and accounting professionals and, and leveraging things that we're already doing just in a bit more thoughtful and aware manner, such as the no like trust principle of marketing. We do this without even thinking about it, but it's great that Katie puts some sort of structure and framework around it that helps us build more presence in this more virtual environment a lot of us have found ourselves in. And then to wrap it up, Katie's got some fantastic parting thoughts, which I'm not going to give away now. I'll wait till you get to the end, but very important advice for our listeners as well. So look, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, we really appreciate it when you share it with your friends and colleagues on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And you can also check out detailed timestamp show notes, key quotes, ways to connect with Katie, our conversation transcript, and much more at sitnshow.com. And as always, really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So I think that's enough for me. So without further ado, over to Katie and the show. So Katie, welcome to the show. Hey, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me on today. I'm delighted. And some of our audience may not know this. I've actually been a follower of yours for the last few years. And I suppose I used to tune into a lot of your Facebook lives. So some of our audience, you might be familiar to them. But in terms of our broader audience may not be as familiar. So would you mind maybe sharing your story and, and background in accounting and finance, please? Yeah. So I am a CPA. I now run a digital marketing agency that helps accounting and financial professionals increase their impact, influence, and income through thought leadership marketing online. We work a lot in social media. We do websites, SEO, landing pages, and paid advertising. So pretty much all things accounting and finance and digital marketing, that's my wheelhouse. I was just thinking when we're studying towards our CPA exams or, or, or whatever ones we end up taking as accounting and finance professionals, those sort of things we tend not really to, to see in the papers. We don't tend to get examined on those more the technical things. But in today's age, they're quite key topic areas. So how did you get into all of that, Katie? 
Yeah. So actually I started out my journey with sales and marketing at a really young age. I mean, I was the kid that always had the side hustle, multiple businesses growing up. And when it came time to go pick a career path in college, everyone said, okay, accounting, that's the language of business. You should go into that. Yes. And at the time I started cold calling at 16. That was my first job. Did sales and marketing for a family owned business all the way till I took my first public accounting job. So I really liked sales and marketing, but again, I was told, Hey, don't go down that route. If you want to own a business someday, you should go into accounting. And so I took the classes. I really liked them. It made a lot of sense. And then in the States, if you get an accounting degree, they really encourage you to go ahead and get your master's so that you can sit for the CPA. And once you get the CPA, it's like, you actually have to go work certain places to get the experience required to not yep. just pass the exams, but have the license. So I went into public accounting knowing that it probably wasn't for me, but I did find things I really liked about it. And while I was there, I actually spoke to one of the partners and I said like, Hey, I know that I'm doing a great job for you guys, but I really, I really miss the more like sales and marketing side of things. And I don't really care which place you put me, but I want to do some sort of business development work. And they basically laughed at me and were like, Hey, you don't right. do that until you're really like a senior manager. And what I found interesting was that they like up until that point, I noticed that they don't really train you on any sort of like marketing and sales and seems no, like that. No those kind of things would be really important to be, even if you aren't doing them until later yeah. on in your career, like, why aren't we talking about this? And your people are your biggest asset, especially in accounting and finance. It's a professional service. So why aren't we training these people? And if they're not being trained, how good are they at these skills by the time they reach that level? And so yeah. it was an immediate connection there. I was like, wait, there's probably some opportunity here, especially whenever I started talking to my peers and uh, my managers, my senior managers, the partners. And like you ask them these questions, they're like, no, I hate it. I don't enjoy it. Or maybe <laughs> like even some of them shared stories about how it was uncomfortable for them to like step into that role. And so I thought there's probably an opportunity here. And then ultimately I was like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to try this because that's what I love. And that's how we got to where we're at today. I have to say, like, uh, talk about a kindred spirit. Before I actually trained to be a chartered accountant, I actually worked in sales and marketing myself in field sales. And I suppose you learn a lot in there and you get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I like the way you played that back because I think that's a common challenge. A lot of people entering into practice or public practice for the first time, and even to some degree in organizations, because you think about executives, right? They probably get all the, the coaching and go on these sort of presence workshops and, and understand the importance of network building, even though I suppose there's plenty of us out there who aren't really comfortable with that. So I think what you're saying resonates a lot with our audience. And another key point you mentioned is uh, if people are really our assets and, and we're, we're finance trained, then obviously you want to get the most out of all your assets, uh, make them more productive. And I guess two key elements of that. One is, is our network. I suppose the value of how productive we can be, the size of our networks and, and who knows our skills. And that's the other one, I guess, is people who know us that we're present to them and they know if there's an opportunity, how we can help them and how they can perhaps help us. So Katie, it's a very important topic. Where, where to start with trying to begin doing the right things? Yeah. So if we're going to be talking about it, like in a digital world, which 
that's a great place to start, no matter if you're listening to this during kind of the lockdown still or post lockdown, the digital landscape sends us a great opportunity to actually give us a platform and a voice to reach thousands and really endless numbers of people. But we have to think about ultimately taking what we do in person, which is creating connections, building the know, like, and trust and translating that online, which that's going to take you thinking about, okay, whenever you think about these big brands, what are they doing that really gets us to know them, to like them, to trust them? Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, they give us some sort of feeling. So think about like Nike. We see their commercials. They're saying, just do it. It's super inspirational. It like makes a lot of us want to go put on our running shoes. Even if we never run, we're like, oh, I'm motivated now. I'm inspired. You think about Amazon. It's like, I can get anything I want. This is great. I need something. It's like comfort that it gives us to just have something like that. Think about someone who's like more of not a company, but like a personal brand, like Will Smith. You know, he, mm-hmm. especially in his earlier movies, very entertaining. He gave us feelings of like happiness, joy, laughter. So these brands, they evoke feelings. And if you can think about that, as long as you lead with, I'm going to educate, I'm going to entertain, I'm going to inspire, you lead with some feeling that you want to translate to somebody else, to your audience, that's where you're going to make that connection online. That's brilliant. I think it's not just online, Katie. I think whether in any sort of form, if we're walking into a meeting or just on a call with someone, isn't that a great way to approach it? Maybe just as we're getting ready mentally for it is to think what type of feelings do I want to convey or, or be interpreted as or perceived as by the end of this call? And I think it gets us to focus on doing the right things. I think that's great advice. Yeah. And it's not taking away the pressure of what you say yeah. or what you write. It's how do you want people to feel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's quite a noble thing to do. It's not, it's not all very sales and marketing at all. I mean, that's in everyone's gift to be able to just have that ability to think that, whether they're trying to build an online presence or not. Actually, you know, there was an interesting phrase I heard recently. I'd love to bounce it off you. was something about social media. And it's like when it was the age of the microphone was invented, people could then be heard more easily. And if you were a good singer, that was great, right? People want to hear good singers. But if you're a bad singer, you're still a bad singer. It's just the microphone's amplifying it. Well, I think that's what the person was trying to say with social media is if you're not trying to probably in this case, give the right feelings on people as a brand or whatever, then all social media doing is getting the wrong feelings across. So you need to get the feelings right. You're looking to to get across. And then you've got this powerful tool, this virtual digital world to go amplify your message and how you want to be perceived. I mean, it's a really great opportunity out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's an opportunity that so many of our peers prior to us, they didn't have. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge advantage. Whether you are looking, say, to create bigger impact, like directly in your company, in the industry, to find a new job, to start your own company, be your own boss, like whatever it is, maybe you're looking for employees. It's what do you want to do with this platform and how are you going to create feelings and do that for others? Yeah, another thing out there, I'd love to get your thoughts on it for audiences, is Google, right? Sometimes you say you should Google your name and and see what comes up. I mean, is that good advice, bad advice? Should people be good at Googling their names and seeing what comes up? So I think that you should because you never know what's out there about you. And you can actually set up alerts through Google 
and put in your name. So basically anytime you're mentioned on wow. your know, website or in even a social media post, depending on the platform, typically Google indexes with that platform or that site. And so you'll actually get an email that says like, Hey, Andrew was mentioned in the news and I'll give a link to the post. So it's pretty easy to monitor it. And then of course, Googling it, you can see past information. Yeah, that sounds really good. Good advice for our audience. It'd be interesting to see what shows up for people. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it's free yeah, to do. Yes, yeah, I was thinking, even better, accountants love free, right? So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> But I suppose I, I think a key theme I was saying here was, was connection, creating connections. And I think that's quite a meaningful task, isn't it? I mean, you know, yes, a lot of our work involves around numbers and making better decisions and stuff, but building connections with people, this is quite meaningful. What are your thoughts? Yeah. And in order to create connections, there's kind of called the 4C process that allows you to really do that. Because if you just start putting messages out into the world, social media is a big place and you may not get heard. So in order to get your message out there and really create these feelings that you're trying to instill in others, you can follow this 4C uh, process. And the first thing is going to be choose. So choose your platform that you want to be on. There's a lot of platforms. And when you're choosing a platform, you need to really think about two things. Don't overthink it, but two pieces of information I would give you to help you pick one are one, what platform are your people on? So who are you trying to reach and where are they at? This might be multiple platforms. So maybe it's LinkedIn, maybe it's in Facebook and Instagram. I don't know, but you probably know. And then two, what platform plays to your strengths? So if you're like, okay, my people are on, let's say they're on Instagram and they're also on LinkedIn and I get to question number two and I'm like, well, I really don't like posting pictures, but I like writing content or like little posts, then LinkedIn's probably better. But if you're like, Hey, I really just like pictures and that's really what I like to do. Most finance professionals probably lean towards LinkedIn, but my point is you don't want to pick a platform that's going to set you up for failure. So that choose is number one. Once we've chosen our platform, we need to connect with our people. Now, when you're connecting with your people, there's a few different ways you can do this. You can find them directly. So maybe you um, are on LinkedIn and you look at people by their industry, their titles, their location. Maybe you are using like hashtags, which that could be Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, some of the other platforms, a lot of them use hashtags. Or another way I really like to find my people is actually ask yourself who has the attention of my people. So mm-hmm. let's say that we know a key influencer. Maybe we are really trying to find like entrepreneurs, for example, and we know Russell Brunson, a lot of entrepreneurs follow him. This is a very broad example. Hopefully for those listening, they can find us <laughs> more specific. Person. Yeah. But yeah. you can Good find idea. people that have already built up the audience that you want, go to their Facebook group, go to their page and see who's liked it. Go see who's commented on their posts. And use that as like your launch board, because if you can, if you don't have to reinvent the wheel, there's no point for you to try to do so, right? So use influencers and really leverage their audience and also try to just leverage them as well. in a sense that maybe you can collaborate with them. Maybe you don't have like a competing offer or anything. And there's ways that you can say, hey, if you are open to it, I'd love to do a podcast or a live with you and provide value in this way. And you'd be surprised at how many people say yes. So choose your platform. 
connect with your people. And now we've got to converse with them. So we found them. Maybe we added them as a friend. Now we need to converse. And that's the third step. And now conversing, you don't have to think of it like some sort of pitch or anything weird. You can converse with people like commenting back to them. Maybe you see a post and they're talking about their new desk and you say, wow, that's really interesting. What brand is it? You can make it really just natural, or maybe you found them in a Facebook group and you saw, Hey, they're, they're actually looking for an accountant to work with. You can go and comment on their post, say, Hey, I noticed that you're looking for an accountant. Tell me a little bit more about your business. I'd love to learn and share some ways that we help businesses and see if maybe we could help you too. It doesn't have to be like, you're looking for an accountant. Pick me, pick me, pick me. No one likes that. Right. So it's natural conversation starters. So we chose our platform. We connected with our audience. Now we're going to converse. And finally it's create. And creation is the creation of content for our audience, remembering what feelings we want to give them. We can educate them. We can entertain them. We can inspire them. There's a lot of other feelings, but those three usually cover a lot of ground. And education is going to be a really easy and comfortable way for most professionals to jump into content. So ask yourself, what are the three questions that I'm most commonly asked? Ask yourself, what are the things that really keep the person you're trying to talk to up at night, or maybe what resources are they looking for? So it's easy, or I would say like the business owner, there's a lot of content ideas out there for them. But what about if you're in an office and you're a senior analyst, maybe like, what are you looking for? What resources do you wish that others had? What books are you reading that really helped you perform better? Like that kind of stuff, you know, if you had those questions or went through those struggles, other people are looking for that information too. And you can create endless content about it. That's just, I, I love the four C's. I, I got to have to go through them again, Katie, after the podcast, just to really absorb them because I just think they're awesome. Like, this, and, and again, I was thinking to myself, as you're saying that, like, we should all be sort of doing this in some sort of way, right? Because that way we're going to not only give others a better experience and get to connect with people, which is super meaningful anyway, but also get a lot out of ourselves and enjoy what we're doing a lot more. And actually, that's why we set up this podcast, because it was like, I'm quite uncomfortable asking directly for help particularly for mentors and finance who know a lot about things more than I do I certainly don't know uh, everything there is to know about finance and accounting but I'm very okay asking for help on behalf of other people and I talk a lot (laughs) so and engage in conversation so a podcast seemed quite natural to do and that's why I guess it probably grew because you're providing a lot of value for people and and they want to tune in and they want to listen and isn't it much better to understand what path might be in front of you and then progress that path much faster so so mentoring is key is just again helping other people access it so there's so many ways that that we can do this digitally and then i was thinking wouldn't it be great if we could take some of the four c's and put them into our day-to-day work within our organizations not necessarily externally but internally and like that's about getting sponsorship connecting with the right people with with the better networks helping understand their challenges, being a service to them, delivering value for them. And it's about creating that experience. So absolutely awesome advice, Katie. There was one other thing you said earlier, which was no like trust. I've heard of that before. How, how are you using this? What is it? And, and how are you using that? So the no like and trust, I think about the no piece is like people know you and 
you can become known for good things. You can also become known for not so great things, but hopefully if you're <laughs> on this path of becoming a thought leader and becoming known in your space, whatever space that is that you want to be known in, you're getting known. And then over time, people become to like you. So content's a great way to do that because as you are sharing your content and how you deliver your messages, hopefully you can intertwine some stories, some things that you've done along the way, sharing your wins, sharing your losses, however you want to share your story, whatever you're open to sharing, that's always going to help connect to the audience and get them to like you because they feel like they know you and they like you. A little piece about like the stories is a lot of people can share the same information. There's really not a lot of new information these days. And that's a hang up for a lot of people when they come to create content. They're like, well, my content's just, it's gonna be boring or this has already been said. And it's like, it's not what your content, exactly what you're delivering. It's how you're delivering it and how you're intertwining your unique experiences and teachings. So they, they know, they like you, and then they trust you as you continue to deliver that value that you're talking about. You continue to show up. You're constantly there and a resource. That's how you're going to build the know, like, and trust. And this continues to build over time. So maybe you start out with posting and then say like a online magazine contacts you and wants you to do an article or you get brought onto podcasts. And so they start seeing you more places. And it just, it's this whole, it's like a really a, a circle to know, like, and trust, and it just keeps feeding itself. I love that. Thanks for sharing. I think that's very useful advice, Katie. I'd love also to get, uh, obviously explain your journey to date, but I'd love to know what's exciting you most about your current work. It's really the opportunity there for everyone, especially in the accounting and finance space. It's pretty new for us to be online and creating content. And with that presents a lot of opportunity because there's not as much competition. So like, if you want to get in and stand out and do this, like go all in because for most accounting finance professionals, it's going to be a little bit easier for you to gain traction compared to say, if you're like in the health and fitness industry, which they got on this <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, actually. And then you think it is a great opportunity at the moment. But I think we were talking off air and particularly for, for some of us who've been around our organizations a bit more familiar, been around a bit longer, it's probably easier. We've more established networks, but for people trying to break through, say, within their organizations, uh, trying to create a space where it's probably a bit more challenging, a bit new, people don't really know them as much. Are there some simple things they can start doing, particularly like with COVID, everything's virtual nowadays. Meetings are virtual you're not around the office as much, perhaps people don't see you. How do we maintain or build presence where we're sort of new to an organization or an area? So I think about it this way. If you walk into a cocktail party, we'll pretend that we're still having them right now, but and no one knows you <laughs> and you stand in the corner, what's going to happen? Probably no one's going to talk to you. Like if you're brand new, it's going to be your job to go introduce yourself, talk to people, engage with people. And the same is true online. So you can't just post and leave. You're going to have to go comment on other people's posts. When people add you, just spend a few seconds to send them a voice message back. Say hello, say thank you. Great for connecting. Reach out to them. How can I help you? Or really, it's just thinking about any way that you can say Thanks for connecting. How are you? And just showing people that you notice them because once you're the one that put yourself out there, a lot of times people are super receptive to talking back, whether that's a message back, engaging on your post, whatever it may be, but you've got to go out there and talk to them. 
Okay, so, I agree with you. People are, you know, not everyone's going to have the time to engage in conversation, but more often than not, I think the more you do it, the more success you're going to have it. It's a simple, simple maths. <laughs> that, <laughs> so yeah. that's, but you're giving us fantastic advice, Katie, but I'm curious to know what's been the best bit of advice you've ever received. So it's going to sound really cliche, but it's really just to like embrace your Eunice because as we continue to grow in our skill set, you become more clear that your skills are more geared in certain directions. And just even from a fundamental level, like some people are really good at drawing. Some people are really good at math. And the more you can recognize those things that you're really, really good at, and you just embrace them, that's really what helps you succeed. Whether it's just being more of you online, more of you in your job, more accepting of you on a project, how you communicate with people, those kind of things. That's the best piece of advice. Cause anytime you're trying to be someone or something you're not, it's really difficult. And I can relate this all the way back to me, like getting out of public accounting. I, I was doing a good job in my role and getting put into positions that others hadn't having worked there that long, but that wasn't me. And I couldn't just stay in that position. So you've yeah, got to be you. I, I have to say, I'm a little jealous though, because it seems like you did that much earlier in your career <laughs> than, I, than I did. You, you understood like what your strengths were and you went and pursued them. And I think it, it doesn't matter what stage you are. I think just identify what you enjoy doing, what you're strong at and, and be more you. I think that's great advice, Katie. That's a nice challenge now for our audience to go pick up and take on. And I suppose in terms of resources, are there any sort of resources you access or books you access that you might recommend our audience go check out? So I listen to a lot of books on Audible. Pretty much if it's like in the top categories, I'm going to give it a try. And if you like some of them, you don't. But How to Win Friends and Influence People, that book, it's been out there a long time, but it's one I always come back to because it's all about how do you work with people and win them over? And it's not manipulative in any way, but even things like if you say their name, so, hey, Andrew, thanks for having me on is more impactful than, hey, thanks for having me on. So yeah, I think I learning that is super valuable so you can make people feel better whenever you're interacting with them. Actually, I came across, you recommended that one, Katie, absolute game changer for me. I came across it after one of those organizational psychological assessments and they said you're, you're really good in all these categories it's just this emotional one here could do better so it's like go read this book and it's just completely you said it's an old one but it's timeless and i think they've even rewritten it for the digital age as well so great recommendation i encourage folks and it's on audible as well so go check it out great call i suppose in terms of if our audience wish to continue the conversation together where's the best place to connect with you at so i'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I'm Katie Thomas, CPA everywhere, just my name. And then my website's www.leaders-online.com. And you can always schedule a time to chat with me there. That's awesome. Actually, talk about the Google thing earlier. If we were to put Katie Thomas, CPA in, I think you'd probably take the first 100 listings easily on Google. So <laughs> you do such a great job. So, uh, and on all those platforms. So thanks, Katie, for sharing that. And I suppose, look, uh, we've had a great interview. Really appreciate you sharing your insights, uh, the four C's model, the no like trust, how to, to build presence in this virtual age. Would there be any um, sort of parting thoughts you might have for audience before we wrap up? 
my advice would to just always like lead with empathy and just care whether you're talking about building an online presence or uh, you're having a conversation with your boss, an employee, anyone, as long as you just know at the end of the day, you're human and they're human, things are going to go well. That's the best you can do. So I think that that's one skill that's really undervalued in our profession and it's not talked about. And it's so important no matter what you're trying to do or who you're trying to talk to. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I know we call this strength in the numbers, but it, it really is human interactions and, and making the most out of our decisions based on those numbers together. So Katie, thank you so much for being such a great guest coming on Strength in the Numbers today. Thanks, Andrew, for having me. Appreciate it. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to know more about our guests today, their bio, and follow up on the resources mentioned during the show, you can find all the relevant links and more at sitnshow.com. There you'll also be able to get access to earlier shows, read the latest blogs. There's also an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter, which will give you heads up as to when the next show is coming out, latest events, news, and anything that's going to be relevant to help you have a fun, rewarding, and successful career in finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback. If there's something we can do better on the show, something that's not working, or something you'd like to see, even a guest you'd like for us to invite onto the show, someone who you think might be able to benefit you more and also the rest of our community, please let me know. You can email me. I'm at andrew at sitnshow.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message so I know how you found me and we can connect. And really it's our community that will make the show. If we keep engaging and driving each other on, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers. When all is said and done, if we can do the numbers better and finance better, we'll create more opportunities for ourselves, our friends, our families, our communities and our businesses. So until next time, have a good rest of the week. Take care and let's keep building our strength in the numbers.